Chase Young is back and he will be active for week two as the Washington Commanders travel to take on the Denver Broncos. What does it mean? What should we expect? And how does it impact my prediction for this week's outcome? That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this Friday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or view today and every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Just go to join subtext.com slash locked on commanders to do that. You'll get text messages from me during games, practices, press conferences before them, after them, all of that. You can just go one-on-one with me about everything Washington commanders related. Cause I'm your host, David Harrison on Twitter at D Harrison, 82 credential member of the media covering your Washington commanders for CommanderCountry.com, a part of sports illustrated's fan nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, I appreciate all the everydayers for coming through and supporting the show on a consistent basis. Like you do. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On NFL to get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed with the Game Time app. Today's episode is all about what might happen on Sunday as the Washington Commanders look for their first two and zero start since two thousand eleven. But first, before we get to predictions and a couple of player locker room interviews, we've got to talk about the return of Chase Young. Number ninety nine will be on the field on Sunday as the Washington Commanders take on the Denver Broncos. Uh, I had a YouTube commenter come through on an earlier episode this week and say, don't want to hear about Chase until Chase is back in action. Well, guess what? Chase is going to be back in action from the practice report, the game status updates uh, from the Washington Commanders. The only player ruled out for Sunday against the Denver Broncos is rookie safety, Quan Martin, who is still in concussion protocol. Uh, briefly saw him in the locker room uh, on Friday. Not allowed to talk to him when he's on that in that protocol and all that stuff. So we weren't able to get any comments from him, but nobody else is on the game status roster. So that means everybody else has been on the injury report all week. Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Chase Young. They're all cleared. They're all good to go uh, to play Sunday for uh, for Washington against the Denver Broncos. Curtis Samuel was limited in practice on Friday with that hip injury. But again, he is still good to go for Sunday. So expect to see him. Uh, we might see a little bit more De'Ami Brown in week two than we did week one with that hip uh, bothering Curtis Samuel. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Curtis Samuel did play 46 snaps in week one. De'Ami Brown, Brown uh, on, on the other hand, played 19. So the Washington Commanders could choose to put Jahan Dotson in the slot more. Terry McLaurin's worked out of the slot before. Uh, Dotson actually got more slot targets in week one than Samuel did, even though a lot of people look at Curtis as kind of like the slot receiver for the Washington Commanders, right? So that's something to certainly watch for the game. Curtis Samuel, again, cleared to play, but he may be on a snap count, or if it does bother him or does flare up, they may decide to go ahead and rotate De'Ami in there. Maybe Byron Pringle gets a little bit of action as well and and kind of do some things just to keep Curtis uh, from straining that hip too, too much, right? So now to Chase Young. Chase Young is obviously the biggest name on this injury report. Uh, he is going to be on a snap count. Ron Rivera did share with us on Friday that Chase Young will be on a snap count, didn't share what that snap count is. And of course we know last year they put Chase Young on a snap count in his first game back and they blew through that snap count and he played even more snaps. So it may be a snap count that's kind of relative to what's going on in the field, right? So his first game back last year, Chase Young ended up playing 30 snaps, which I think is a good target for him to reach for this year. Again, you're coming back from a stinger. Those things are tricky. Neck injuries are always tricky. So it's, it's hard to tell really where he is health wise, but 
I think 30 snaps is a good place uh, to set a target for. James Smith-Williams last year, or last week rather, in relief of Chase Young, played 42 snaps in week one, so there's a good amount of rotational potential there. And, and James Smith-Williams, again, 40-plus snaps under his belt. Casey Tuhill got in there. Andre Jones Jr. got some action. K.J. Smith, uh, he got all his, or K.J. Henry. I don't know K.J. Smith. K.J. Henry got all of his action on special teams, but certainly could see a little bit of him in there as well. So Chase Young coming back. We talked to Chase Young in a formal press conference on Friday. Let's hear a little bit from that. Got somewhat cleared. What was it like not being able to go and just the emotions of all that? I mean, yeah, you know, obviously I want to play every game. Um, everybody wants to play every game. Um, uh, but, you know, it's all good. My time will come. Um, so it's time. So it's now it's time to go play. So definitely, uh, you know, just blessed to be out there. And I'm doing everything I need to do to prepare. We obviously saw a lot of you before this injury. Do you feel, it seemed like you were in a pretty good space then. Do you feel like you're still at that level? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I, I haven't stopped working um, uh, every day. I um, still was uh, trying to perfect my craft. And um, yeah, man, just keep my head down. Being on a snap count last year in San Francisco, you guys kind of blew through that as the game went on. How, did, how are you kind of approaching being on a snap count? And if yeah, man. I, I mean, honestly, I'm not even really worried about it. Uh, you know, I'm going to go out there, and um, I'm just going to play. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. Coach Scanina said, Scanina said there's a, a lot of value in having guys that can step in when you need to, to, to mend uh, for the defense. How, how do you contribute in making sure those guys are ready as well? Yeah, I mean, any tips I can give, I give. Um, you know, any questions that, you know, rookie may ask me, um, you know, I just try to, um, you know, I embrace them open arms. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you know, and just remind them, just uh, you know, be focused and just just keep keep your head down and keep going. And then you and Montez are, are tight. Um, how how happy for you, for him were you to see his performance against Arizona? Oh man, that's my guy, man. We uh, we've been working in the off season, so it's it definitely feels good to see uh, you know what we what we worked on together, um, you know, come alive in the game. All right, so once again, that's defensive end Chase Young coming back for week two to help the Washington Commanders try to upset the Denver Broncos. Uh, as you heard him say there, he's not worried about the snap count. He's just going to go out, play the best Chase Young football uh, that he possibly can. We also heard him talk about some of the rotational guys and how he's been helping them, whether it's the meeting room, the sidelines, all that stuff, trying to stay involved. Uh, and then had to ask him about his his, his good friend, best friend, potentially, uh, Montez Sweat and his, his uh, performance in week one as both of those guys are looking for contracts after this season. So Chase Young coming back, Montez Sweat's going to be there. That could be a problem for the Denver Broncos. But that's not the only thing that could be a problem for Denver. What else? Well, my key to Washington's victory, predictions, and more coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. When you want to take your kid to a Columbus Blue Jackets game to watch the Tampa Bay Lightning whoop some hockey butt, it shouldn't be a chore, right? That should just be a pleasant experience all around or whatever game or concert or event you're trying to go to should just be a, a pleasant experience. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're about to have easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event or in your area. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less money, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. And you get images of your seat before you buy them. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL 
for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders. We're going to go my keys to victory. And then we're going to talk about some bold predictions I've got for this game. And if those bold predictions come true and the keys to victory all get settled, I will tell you what my game prediction for this contest will be. First key to victory. And really, you can say all of these are incredibly important, right? So first, second, third, not necessarily in order of, of, of importance. I think they're all going to be important. But my first key that we're going to talk about here, bottle up Russ. You got Danger Russ, Russ, let him cook, and, and all these other things. Uh, Broncos country, let's ride. Whatever whatever slang or not slang, cliche you want to throw out there, don't let Russ do it, right? Turn the gas off to his stove, lock his horse in the stable, uh, put a no danger sign. I don't know what how to do Danger Russ, but whatever it is, bottle up Russell Wilson, right? Ron Rivera talked about it earlier in the week. Jack Del Rio talked about it. Like, Russell Wilson still has the NFL arm. He's still got athleticism. He's still an intelligent quarterback. We all know what happened last year in Denver. We even saw what happened in week one in Denver. But this is not a quarterback that is devoid of talent. And this is not a coach in Sean Payton that is devoid of talent. And these two guys, you just look at their track records and you have to believe that at some point in time, they're going to get this thing figured out, right? And and what uh, what, what was said earlier the, the week in press conferences, right? I think Eric Biennium was when he said it. Their job is to make sure that it takes another week to get it figured out. So when you're talking about Russell Wilson, don't let him run around. Don't let him get out of the pocket. Be disciplined in your contain and your pass rushes. Be disciplined on the second level pursuits. You have to be able to close on him and get him down when he does run. Inevitably, Russell Wilson is going to run around. He's going to run around, try to make passes. He's going to run around, try to scramble for yards. That's just going to be a part of the game. But how many yards does he get? What kind of passing lanes does he find? That's where the discipline and intelligence is going to come in. We see it every single week. With mobile quarterbacks, they start to scramble. They start to roll right, roll left. Someone comes off their coverage, tries to, to put pressure on them in their face. And what do they do? They throw it right behind them, end up with a 14, 15, 20-yard gain because the defender is no longer there. Or defensive line collapses, trying to get to the quarterback, gives up the edge. Quarterback squirts out. Defense is in man coverage. You get their backs uh, turned, and the quarterback runs for, for a big game. Can't let Russell Wilson do those things uh, on a regular basis in this game or else he is going to extend drives. He's going to make first and longs, second and longs, third and shorts, and make things easier for the Broncos offense. So that's my first key to the Washington Commanders winning this game. Next key, protect your quarterback, Sam Howell. So you want to keep the other quarterback contained. Sam Howell needs protection. This team, the Denver Broncos, got zero sacks in week one. They're one of only five NFL teams that got zero sacks in the first week. You cannot, 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 cannot let the Denver Broncos flip that script on you. We know the Washington Commanders offensive line has questions. There's some suspect play at times. There are some concerns, all of these things, growing pains, all of that, right? But the Las Vegas Raiders don't have the best offensive line in the National Football League. They don't have world beaters at every single position. What they did is they played good, solid football, and they did it clean. And that is why the Denver Broncos got zero sacks on Jimmy Garoppolo. Now. Sam Howell has a hand in protecting Sam Howell as well, right? Because Jimmy G also played smart quarterbacking, got rid of the ball, uh, took off when he could and had to, got down, avoided contact as much as possible, all those things. Need to see that from the Washington Commanders offense in week two in order for them to come out of Denver with the upset win. 
I'm not saying you have to get zero sacks or give up zero sacks. We'd love to give up zero sacks in the Denver Broncos and have them go in a week three yet to have a sack. But you cannot have a defense that got to the quarterback not a single one time uh, in week one get to your quarterback six times like it did against the Arizona Cardinals. Two times, all right. Three times, you can probably get away with that. Any more anything more than that is just uh, abject failure, and that's not what you want to see. Uh, from from the Denver Broncos because not only do you not want to take those sacks, but pressure is cumulative, right? The more pressure you put on a quarterback, especially a young quarterback, it tends to carry over from drive to drive, quarter to quarter. And while the Denver Broncos didn't have any sacks in week one, they did have the eighth highest interception rate in the National Football League for one week, which means if pressure gets to Sam, Sam starts making hurried decisions, the Denver Broncos can and will make him pay for that. And of course, the entire team will pay for it as well. So that's key number two, protect Sam, not only from the offensive line, but Sam, protect yourself uh, from that pressure, make smart decisions, right? Final key of this game, win on second down. Now, I know what you're thinking, who says win on second down? Well, in week one, half of this team's second and 10 plus yard passes led to first downs, half of them. That's kind of a weird stat, especially when you consider this is a young quarterback, right? Usually, if you're in second and 10 or longer, that means your first play was either your first play either ended up with a penalty or your first play, your second play ended up with a penalty and then redo the down or your first play ended up in a loss of yardage or at least no gain, right? Typically, young quarterback, what do we see? Checkdowns, screens, quick passes, maybe a draw. You don't typically see passes 10 plus yards down the field in that scenario. Well, the Washington Commanders is not your normal team. Eric Bieniemy is a little bit more of an aggressive offensive coordinator and play caller. So they did push the ball and Sam Howell pushed the ball. And again, half the time they were in second and 10 or longer, they actually got first downs. So they're really good at getting back on schedule, even if they don't start on schedule. Now, everybody wants to win first downs, right? And some of the stuff, some, some of the keys to victory are always going to kind of be cliche, right? Don't turn the ball over. Don't get sacks, get sacks, all that stuff. But the nuances within it, right? The fact that Russell Wilson can escape. The fact that, you know, the impact on Sam Howell and, and the added uh, information about the interception percentages, those types of things, that's what really kind of makes the customization, the, the week-to-week quantification of the key. Here, again, you want to win on first down, but even if you can't win on first down, make sure you continue doing what you did last week and win on second down. We talk about sustains and improvements in every AAR episode. Well, there's a bonus sustain from earlier in the week. Continue to be really good on second downs, that'll put you in manageable third downs or half the time, apparently, it'll get you first downs uh, and that's even better. So you gotta take advantage of this defense. This Broncos defense last week allowed 45% on third down conversion attempts. Uh, That was like 25th in the National Football League, so about seventh highest uh, in the league. So in order to take advantage of that, if you can't win on first down, you have to win on second down. You know what? Even if you win on first down, win on second down anyway, they'll keep drives alive, it'll keep the ball rolling forward. Speaking of rolling forward, bold predictions. I'm going to make three bold predictions, and then I'll tell you who I've got winning this football game. First bold prediction, I do think this offensive line is up to the challenge. I do think they can keep the Denver Broncos from getting too much pressure, too much more pressure than they got against the Las Vegas Raiders, and I think that helps Sam Howell play smart football again, stay within the scheme, stay within his mind frame, no turnovers for quarterback Sam Howell. The only risk to that, if I'm right here, Maybe later in the game, the Denver Broncos get like a boom, real quick pressure. You know what I mean? Andrew Wiley or Charles Lone Jr. or somebody just, you know, somebody gets tripped or something happens and they give up a, a really quick pressure. Maybe Sam's not expecting it because he's almost like, okay, this game has been super clean, so I, I'm going to be good. And then, boom, they're right on top of him. 
maybe get a, a turnover there. But I'm going to lean on Sam Howell's intelligence, his resiliency, watching him grow from week one to week two in, in college. I think you can see a little bit of a similar uh, path of growth here in the National Football League. So it's bold because it's not guaranteed, but no turnovers out of quarterback Sam Howell. No interceptions, no fumbles, none of that junk. Uh, don't give the Denver Broncos any more opportunities than they already have playing at home uh, with that altitude advantage and all that stuff to get uh, any extra bonus points or, or plays, right? Second bowl prediction, four sacks from the defensive line. Chase Young is back. Montez Sweat started off with a sack and a half. Deron Payne is always a nuisance. Jonathan Allen is always a nuisance. And you got rotational pieces. James Smith-Williams, when he's fresh, uh, can certainly cause damage against the tired Denver Broncos offensive line. Casey Tuhill, KJ Henry maybe will get in the defensive mix. Andre Jones Jr. has shown uh, some talent and ability. I think you have a very talented defensive line, not just in the first four first-round draft picks, but in the depth as well. Keep those guys rotated, keeping them fresh. That's going to help you take advantage of this. I think the, the Broncos or the Broncos, the commander's defensive line gets to Russell Wilson four times in this game alone, just from the front four. Uh, also, I think there's going to be a defensive touchdown in this game. The, the, the commanders were really close to a couple of interceptions last week. I know they want to get those interceptions. I know they want to get those, those opportunities for the offense. And you know what? You're on the road for the first game of the year. You have the opportunity to go 2-0 for the first time since 2011. Eric Bieniemy is on, on a 15-game win streak against these Denver Broncos. This is the perfect opportunity for the Washington Commanders defense to come up with their first defensive touchdown of the year. Pick six by Emmanuel Forbes. Pick six by Benjamin St. Jews. Fumble return by Deron Payne. I don't care how it comes, who it comes from, or where it comes. Defensive touchdown in this game. And if those things happen, and if my keys to victory get, get unlocked, that's, that's how it works. Uh, Washington wins this game 24-20. to 20. So you could say I'm a little bit confident that this team has the ability to beat the Broncos. I think most people would agree this team has the ability. It's a matter of execution, right? And that's what it boils down to every single week. They obviously have the ability to boat race the Arizona Cardinals. If you take that fumble touchdown away from the Cardinals, if you take the red zone fumble away from Antonio Gibson and, and out of the Arizona Cardinals' hands, that's a 10 to 14-point swing in that game. We're talking about the Washington Commanders week one a whole lot differently if those two things don't happen. And those two things are self-inflicted wounds that this team does not have to inflict on themselves and they can inflict wounds on other people. So certainly Washington has the ability to come out winners in this game back or not back to back, but getting an underdog win, uh, an underdog win right after they get their first home win, come back for Buffalo in week three, two and zero, get a little bit more comfortable, get a little bit more wiggle room. Uh, doesn't feel as much like a, a must win in that situation. If you can get a win, this weekend, but how confident do the commanders sound? I'm going to let you hear locker room footage, locker room conversations with wide receiver Jahan Dodson and running back Brian Robinson Jr. coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever find just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking to you? Do your thoughts thoughts start racing right before bed or at other inopportune moments? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk through them. Talk, talk them out, right? Talk about the problems. Therapy gives you a place to do that. So you can go out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It is, and it isn't just for those who experience major trauma. Okay. Anything that is causing you stress, it could be cause for therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited 
to your schedule. Give a, get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Today's episode of Locked On Commander is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you bet or you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds if I'm super confident. This week on Prize Picks, I'm taking Saquon Barkley for more than 60 yards. Patrick Mahomes for more than two passing touchdowns. If you took Justin Jefferson for less than 100 yards on Thursday night, well, you lost, but hopefully you didn't go that route. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions as well that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay as well for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL. For a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Wrapping up today's episode, we're here for two Washington Commanders players, young players going on the road to Denver for the first time as members of the National Football League. Jahan Dotson coming up first, Brian Robinson. So let's kick it off right now with Jahan Dotson. As an offense, how do you guys feel about the cohesiveness, you know, from unit to unit and all together about where you guys are at and maybe the potential of where you guys can go? Yeah, I feel like, you know, as a skill group, I would say I could talk for the skills specifically. You know, we're getting closer and closer. Uh, we're communicating more. Um, you know, we're we're talking things out, uh, what we see on the field. Uh, you've seen us at practice today. We had a big group. We were, you know, just talking what, what looks we're seeing and different coverages and what we like against those things. So, you know, I feel like we're getting closer and closer, and that's, that's what you need to, to have um, success on the field. You need to communicate, and that's something that EB has been preaching. John, after a week one win, but perhaps maybe where the offense didn't fully play to its ability, how would you describe the, the, the feeling in the locker room? Yeah, uh, it was kind of weird uh, for sure, but, you know, it's, it's week one. Uh, anything happens on any given Sunday, uh, you, get, you just got to be prepared, um, come in with the right mindset, uh, and play your hardest. Uh, I feel like we started a little slow. Uh, we got we picked it up a little bit, but you know we, we just got to sustain drives, make sure we end drives in the end zone, or, or at least getting points. Um, so I, I feel like we, we did a pretty good job overall. Uh, we just got to uh, – a big thing was turnovers. We just can't turn the ball over shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, so we got to make sure we, we keep the ball, hold on to the ball. We don't beat ourselves. Um, we're fighting against the opponent. All right, once again, that was second-year wide receiver Jahan Dotson. Look, there's a lot of hope for him coming into this game. The wide, the wide receivers for the Las Vegas Raiders were able to do some damage against this Denver Broncos secondary, and this Denver Broncos defense is a little banged up coming into week two, coming into this matchup. So you look at the Washington Commanders receivers, you look at the Las Vegas Raiders receivers, I would take Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson over the Raiders' top two receivers any any given day. Granted, they got Devontae Adams. It's a great number one. But when you're talking about the duo, I would take Washington's duo over Las Vegas's duo, and I think that will help out as well. But now, let's now hear from another guy that we expect to help out with the Washington Commanders' attack on, on Sunday, Brian Robinson Jr. I heard about it, but uh, I'm not too much worried about it. I just got to prepare. I got to um, 
make sure I'm putting the right things in my body. So, yeah, make sure I stay hydrated and stuff. It's all good. I'm tired and drained out. Have the coaches talked to you guys about that? Is there a way you can prepare for something like that? Yeah, there's, you know, some things we can put in our body, you know, just to stay hydrated. You know, like, for example, like, beet juice is, like, the number one great thing he wants us to, you know, have with us. You know, so it's nothing too much to think about. You know, we just got to, you know, stay up on top of it for our bodies and make sure, you know, that we don't, uh, you know, feel bad when we get out there. You guys have a chance to go 2-0 uh, the first time this record is in that since 2011. How important is that to get the first two? I mean, hey, that's my goal every week, you know, to go 1-0. So, uh, you know, I really want to go 2-0 this week, so we're doing everything we got to do, you know, preparing uh, so that we can make that possible. I'm excited for the opportunity to do that. Uh, I hope our team on the same page to go and make that happen. All right, so once again, that was B-Rob, and you heard him talk a little bit about beet juice, right? The the training staff there has been telling the Washington Mayors players to take beet juice shots and drink beet juice. Apparently, it helps with altitude sickness or stave off altitude sickness. I am not medically trained at all, so I'm not going to comment on whether that makes sense or not. I actually do plan on trying beet juice. I just figure, you know what? Let's uh, let's get in the mind of these players a little bit. Let's 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 take a dose of of beet juice and, and see where that goes. So that was Brian Robinson, Jr. Jahan Dotson. Again, I also asked my insiders uh, for some score predictions for some bowl predictions, uh, and they came through. They sent some of them out. So uh, let's go over some of those before we get out of here for the weekend. Ravi came through with a score prediction saying something like 27-15 Washington uh, because of the difficulty that the Broncos have over the past couple of seasons scoring more than 16 points, but 27 might be a little bit high. My score prediction, a little bit lower, 24-20, like I said, but I, I like Robbie's score prediction just as much as I like my own. So hopefully that comes true uh, there, Robbie. We also got a bold prediction. So we got a score prediction from Robbie. We got a bold prediction from Fran. Sam Howell throwing three touchdowns and then getting on the zero sack train with me. No sacks of Sam Howell. Three touchdown passes. I don't know who they're going to, but if you got Sam Howell in your fantasy lineup, you're probably going to be pretty happy with those three touchdowns. And I'm going to be pretty happy to be coming to you live from Denver. Uh, I do play it well. So first time in Denver doing this show. So it's going to be interesting because it's always interesting the first time. If I can, I will be coming live to you from uh, the stadium there in Denver. From my, I call it Mile High Stadium. I don't know what they call it these days. But I will be coming to you from Mile High Stadium on Sunday following the game about an hour, hour and a half or so after the game, once press conferences and stuff like that are done. If I can't, if they're like Chicago and they don't let people do things like that for some reason, I will be coming to you live from my hotel room. Once I get back to my hotel room, obviously it'll be a little bit later, but I am also traveling home Monday. So that Sunday live episode will be my Monday episode, meaning after the post game episode, we'll come back Tuesday afternoon, early evening and do the AAR episode. So a little bit of a different schedule because of the travel, because of the road game. But Bottom line is I'll be here with you talking commanders all week long next week and every week for the foreseeable future. In the meantime, if you got questions or comments, throw them down in the YouTube comment section, hit me on Twitter or text me directly by becoming a lock insider by going to jointsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. As always, I appreciate all my insiders. I look forward to talking to you all weekend before the game, during the game, and especially after the game. And I appreciate all the everydayers for coming through for every episode like you do and providing me your consistent support. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Try to be consistent for you right back. Thanks so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs>
Thank <laughs> you.